Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've got all kinds of different topics today. It's going to be fun this afternoon inside Ackley Park once these clouds roll out. The sun hopefully shining by the afternoon. Early season test for the Big Oak baseball team after uh, getting off to a hot start against maybe some lesser competition. Things get real this afternoon. With Tuttle coming to town, so kind of an early season measuring stick for well for where Big Elk baseball is, and uh, kind of where they need to be by the time we roll into May and regional, and then hopefully state tournament aspirations from there. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Some spring football is starting to kick off. I've got tons of questions about the Big Twelve in particular uh, that we can go through here in just a little bit. Uh, 4A state basketball tournament, first-round results from yesterday, what the semifinals look like in UConn tomorrow. Also, Big 12 tournament started in Kansas City. Thankfully for a lot of uh, OU fans, that dog has been shot in the back of the yard and retired for the year, hopefully. Surely there's no NIT. Who knows? Oklahoma State side, are they in? What's next for OU? And also... Did you see what happened last night in college basketball? A long-time grumpy face is gone. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the Paragon app. The app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV when those things are rolling. And you got the Skinny on Sports podcast as well. iTunes sometimes, but KADSAM.com every single day. You can have it right there at your fingertips. If you miss the show live, you can listen back to it each and every day. Good morning, Jared. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Just wonderful. Caught me mid-coffee. Yeah, I, I, I thought Mid I could sip. hear that. That Sorry. Still a little sound. hot. Kind of. Like that, scared to take a full drink. Right. I think I'll just kind of sip. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's hot, but it's not. Jimmy Eggs hot the other day. Holy Whoa. moly! Whoa! You couldn't even hardly touch that cup. I was afraid I had burnt my tongue so bad I was going to be able to talk <laughs> during those games Saturday. Man, I, yeah, you couldn't hold the cup. Yeah, you, you had to make sure and have the the handle in your hand i didn't really i immediately grabbed i mean you know when uh they bring out your plate sometimes at restaurants goes careful the plate's hot they should have told me that about the coffee mug i was like whoa that is hot coffee even a little splash of uh the room temperature french vanilla creamer and it still didn't do anything it was still hot anyways i mean it's better than cold coffee can't stand iced coffee iced coffee is disgusting yeah i'm not an iced coffee guy Yeah, i don't it's not for me not for me. Anyways, I don't know why we started talking about coffee, but golly, break! Did you see breaking news? Did, well, kind of. Oh. I guess. Did you see? Did you see what happened to Kevin Durant last night? Yeah. What a crazy! I saw that and I thought, okay. I saw like a tweet, right? And I saw the video and I thought, 
Well, that's a joke. He's playing, right? Because I wasn't really following the game. And then I went to the box score. Yeah. Didn't play. See, I went to check the score. And then I looked at stats. And I was like, why isn't Kevin Durant playing? Then I saw the video. Yeah. Uh, Concern within the Suns organization that Kevin Durant has a grade two sprain and couldn't miss the remainder of the regular season and potentially the start of the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. If you didn't see it, it was literally just kind of warming up. It wasn't even like the layup line. He was just out there beforehand. And there was some sort of what? What do you just it was a wet spot on the floor that he slipped on as he was just kind of messing around? And he went to the ground. He got up, and next thing you know, he didn't play. And now, what are the odds that that could be? Maybe it's just the Chris Paul funk. You know, this is about the time of year, or a little bit later, when Chris Paul gets hurt every year. Maybe he rubbed that off on KD. I'm still wrapping my ra- mind around the fact that. <clears throat> You just said those words. The dude hasn't even played a game in Phoenix. He was about to make his home debut. And oh, yeah. That happens. Yeah. You know, Phoenix has Do never. Do you think the basketball gods. Well, oh, Phoenix oh, has oh. never won it. No, that. And then, like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, Zeus, the basketball god, says, oh, and I'm going to go ahead and put a little wet spot right there. And guess who's in town? The Thunder, your yeah. very first team. That is insane. Well, whatever it did, it made Devin Booker mad. He, he gets mad at everything. 44. Yeah. <laughs> he got mad. So who did he get mad at? The ball boy? He got mad, uh, at, the, he got mad at Zeus, the, th- the, the basketball <laughs> god, for hurting KD. The kid that was supposed to be drying up the floor? Pray for him, right? He went nuts. 44. Um, well, still, Phoenix was a good team before Kevin Durant. That I mean, the Dur- Kevin Durant thing. I mean, that almost made them the dang near favorites, but now this changes a little bit of everything. Yeah, they can't win it without Durant. No. I'm just going to tell you. We've seen it. I mean, like I said, they're really good, but were they favorites? Nah, but this put them up there with the contenders. That, I mean, if not. Oh, in my mind, they were favorites in the West yeah. with KD. Now, oh, that's insane. See where that drops them to. They're currently fourth, just three, win, three, just three losses ahead of Golden State. And just four out of the play-in. And they played 56 games. So they got 16 left. That's a long ways for, to. I mean, that's a long ways to fall. So you feel like they're probably pretty cemented <clears throat> into the actual playoffs. Now the question is, will they go on the road? Will they host? You know, you look at Memphis now in third – and what is their season going to look like? Steven Adams reevaluated after four weeks. We just learned this morning. John Morant, where's that headed? So where's Memphis? You know what I'm. Mm-hmm. It, it actually kind of looked like Phoenix. And how much do you trust Sacramento? They're second. No, no, no. You haven't taken a time warp back to 2001. It really is Sacramento in second in 2023. You know, it, it was kind of set up for maybe Phoenix to to climb to second over the last 15 games or so. And here's another thing. Now you don't get the now they, they don't get that maybe experience of playing with KD integrating him <clears throat> into yeah. what they do. Yeah. Now the one good thing about that is if there's a superstar that can integrate himself seamlessly onto any team, it's that guy. 
because he doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands to be effective. He can have it in his hands and be effective. Mm-hmm. He he can do so many. I mean, he he just fits. He's he's like the one guy in the league that you think, you know what? He could work no matter who is there. He just does yeah, right. with his the way his skill set and his style. So maybe that doesn't hurt him as bad as you think. But man, what a wild, just freak accident that may keep Kevin Durant out. It says maybe even through the beginning of the playoffs. That is just that's craziness um, to think that. Gosh, right now they'd play the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Probably think you need Kevin Durant in order to yeah. get by the Warriors. I said yesterday, did anyone really believe the Warriors, even though their record is very subpar, you really want to see them in the playoffs? No. I wouldn't think so. You need your best if you're going to see them. That whole situation reminds me at the end of uh, Rookie of the Year where he's running out there and he <laughs> trips on the ball and his arm is hit and it goes back to normal, or even, the, I guess, the beginning of the movie too. Just a freak accident. Yeah. Well, they're wow. going to need KD's fastball. I did see a picture of his ankle. I guess somebody got a picture of his ankle when it happened. I mean, it didn't look good. No, but then I was reading. I was like, oh well. They said he's he went through warmups and then decided. Ah, I guess who knows? Probably went through warmups. See how bad is it? And it was not good. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just nuts to think about. But. Not feeling sorry for him. Is that bad? Because <laughs> I'm still a little, little bitter. I guess <laughs> of all the superstars, you got a LeBron in a boot. You got Kevin Durant probably coming, or probably next time we see him in a boot. Crazy. Something weird going on. I didn't do it. Is it? Is it technical? No. Going on where? Uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're starting to see a bunch of OU football players just. Tweeting out, pray, pray. Oh, no. Well, hopefully. We'll find out what that is. Yeah. There's been two, Tyler Guyton and, and Jason Lou Allen. So there's something going on there. We'll probably find out later on after the show. Hmm. Um, yesterday, 4A state basketball tournament. First round inside the big house, boys and girls. Uh, the boys were up first. This is a long-awaited tournament just with the the skill and, and the – the quality of play throughout the season in 4A. I'm going to say yesterday was just a tick disappointing as far as the games. I thought maybe uh, Weatherford-Newcastle, but I think the score's a little bit not quite as indicative of how close it was. Weatherford pulled away late uh, to win, but uh, Kingfisher dominated Stillwell. About the time you start to think, you know what, Kingfisher's not there. They're, They're just not as good as they have been. You watch them play defense, and you watch Stillwell struggle to get to double digits at halftime. I can't even remember if they actually did or not. 53-28, though, Kingfisher just dominates uh, Stillwell in the first round. So they move into the semifinals to, uh, tomorrow night. Their opponent would be Douglas. That was a, a game that Douglas held a huge lead at halftime. I think they were up 16 over OCS at halftime. Uh, but the Saints clawed their way back into it. Uh, it ends up a 65-60 win for Douglas. So Kingfisher and Douglas, that's number one and number four. 7 o'clock tomorrow night out at UConn in the second semifinal of the day. The first semifinal of the day will feature number 3 Weatherford and number 2 Crossings Christian. Uh, Weatherford defeats Newcastle 47-35. This game tied at 25 at halftime. Then the Eagles' defense clamped down in the second half, only allowing the Racers 10 second-half points. 
you know, Newcastle, it felt like they had looks at the in the lane and at the rim. But I think you can say, oh, they just couldn't make them. But also, I think you start to see the cumulative effect of that one three one that Weatherford runs in the half court defense and having six six at five of those positions. Yeah, maybe you missed it at the rim, but maybe you hurried it because you knew what was coming, right? I mean, and I think that's when you see those guys out there, you immediately think, gosh, they could probably score a whole bunch uh, with that size and the skill and the, and the shooting that they have with with the Sages and CJ and and Rearman down low. But I think what gets overlooked is just how devastating they are defensively because of the length in that zone. I mean, it's hard to make a pass, much less than when you get in the lane, think you're open and you get your shot blocked out of nowhere one time. Then that, you know, it, it's always affecting you, I think. And that's what got Newcastle in the end. Just the defense from Weatherford was was scintillating in the second half. Like I said, 10 points to that team is, is an incredible performance. So number three, Weatherford will play number two crossings. Uh, Cal Furnish and Crossings whipped up on North Rock Creek, 76-54. So tomorrow night, Weatherford Crossings, 2-3 and three at 5 o'clock at UConn. Kingfisher Douglas at 7. That ought to be just outstanding night of basketball in UConn. Absolutely. I, I'll, absolutely. I'll be tuning in. Um, I still – do you still feel like 4A boys is still kind of wide open, or did anybody stand out to you yesterday that says, okay, that's the team I think can win it all? Yeah, they, they all kind of do in their different ways, right? Yeah. I mean – you see that I mean Crossings just put it on North Rock Creek and they're able to do a bunch of stuff with Furnish as the point guard. He can get hot, he can make plays for his teammates. He can do a lot of things. You watch you watch Kingfisher just guard you and you think, "Well, how's anybody going to beat that? How how's anybody going to score enough points?" And then the other two teams with with, with Weatherford, you <laughs> Weatherford know, just rose their hands and said, "We yeah, know how." Yeah, we can beat <laughs> we them. Can we beat them at, we beat them on their home floor, yeah. right? And and you see the the talent, the youth uh, that Weatherford still has w- with those three sophomores and a freshman in the starting lineup. Um, and, and then D- Douglas, gosh, they is it, is it fair to say they might be the most talented team? Of, very fair. Of they the usually four, are every yeah. year. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you could build a case and build it pretty well for any of these four to be able to hoist the goal ball at the end of, the, at the end of Saturday night. Uh, I just can't wait to see how it shakes out. Um, it's going to be really good. I think the girls will be really good tomorrow at UConn as well. Um, yesterday, <clears throat> there was one good game. Everything else was pretty lopsided. Lincoln Christian, number one, uh, defeated Class in the defending champions, Class in SAS, uh, sixty-two to thirty-three. So Lincoln Christian will get Vertigris, the one good, the, the one competitive game. Vertigris had to come back. Uh, number six, Vertigris beat number fifteen, Fort Gibson. That was Fort Gibson's nineteenth straight. Yeah, you had text that appearance yeah. in the in the state tournament. Nineteen straight, and they they led throughout most of that game. But uh, Vertigris came back to win forty three thirty nine. So you got Lincoln Christian and Vertigris at two o'clock tomorrow in the four A girls semis, and then the one I think everybody was anticipating, everybody was hoping to see. You're going to get it. Uh, number two Tuttle and number three Bethany. Bethany beat uh, Kingfisher fifty five thirty nine. Tuttle knocked off Harding Charter sixty nine forty seven. So you get to see. A couple of OU commits, one signee and Landry Allen from Tuttle. She dominated like 26 and 16 uh, in the first round game there at six foot, whatever she is. She's, she can go six foot two or three. Uh, and then Keziah Lofton, an OU commit that's only a sophomore, the point guard for Bethany. And they've got a lot of other pieces around. That should be 
noon tomorrow. Phenomenal at UConn with Bethany and Tuttle, number two and number three. You got number one, Lincoln Christian, number six, Vertigris at two o'clock is the other for a semifinal. So uh, I, I think now when we get to the semifinal round, we get to the finals. That's this is when the the four A hype is going to start to build and going to start to to show up and and show out once we get these high quality cream of the crop type uh, right. type teams going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to um, seeing how the broadcast looks from UConn. <laughs> yeah, tough break there. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, NFHS. No, I'm. I, I was wondering. I, I was wondering. Do they get to go do it at UConn? I feel like there was some kind of embargo, no matter what. Okay, I just wonder. I'll find out. I'll find out right now. I would bet not, but he'll, he'll tell me. We've done it in UConn before. Yeah, of course. It's we have. awful. It's a horrible <laughs> setup. Yeah, it is. I didn't mean to throw ill will towards our our. Comrades or comrades, um, our friends over there to the east. I was kind of throwing shade at NFHA, NF, blah, 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 NFHS. Oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't mean to throw any ill will at NFHS, and I'm going to say I don't believe you. No, that I intended to. <laughs> so that's the 4A, 3A today. Quite honestly, does anybody care? Not a lot of 3A love out here. There's just not a lot of, there's not 3A schools out here. I mean, it's like that in, um, in, football too we don't we don't really have yeah, like our 2a and 3a have our we don't finger even on the pulse of 3a you know or 2a right they play class a in football merit yeah wrong. yeah so 2a and 3a we don't even really just, pay attention there's to really it. nothing around here chris gore's coaching the alva lady gold bugs you no know, i didn't know that till yesterday because i should have known that they're in the state they're tournament the state. how they do or they start they, they, they played it they played a nine if it goes like everything else did the uh Boys will play first, and the girls will play second. I'll tell you in just one second. Well, you can look that up. Shout out to um, El Reno Lady Indians, um, my buddy's daughter on that team. Did they win? win? They did. They Their were, boys they got, got up. They got up early, got down. They were down as much by ten, and then came back and, and inflated the lead to more than ten. Uh, Lily Thomas is her name. Um, uh, Maria Thorpe, daughter. Uh, if no Dave. Over there from Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Big Dave, his granddaughter. She's a phenomenal player. I texted Maria yesterday. I said, "Man, Lily looks comfortable on that OU court there. <laughs> Maybe signs of things to come." She's a great player. Um, so, just a little local interest there. Like like two A, three A. We don't really know a lot. Expect five A is the same way. But if you're looking for something local, there's there's that. Alva plays at four thirty against Bethel. That'll be a tough one. House. That'll be yeah, a tough one. It will be. Um, Big 12 last night, West Virginia eliminates Texas Tech, and then Mark Adams is eliminated as the coach at Tech. It looked like some semantics. It seemed like he said he was stepping down, then, the, then there was a, we let him go. Either way, he's not the coach anymore over Bible verses. Unbelievable. Uh, and so he's gone. Will they – begs the question – Beer, uh, will beard. They, will they entertain bringing back beard? Sounds like he's about to get hired at Ole Miss, but does this change that? Would they hire him back? It's so funny. It's the same. You know, people would laugh at it if it happened. And, oh, you said these so many bad things about him, Tech fans, and then you hired him back. Tech fans would. Well, what if Lincoln Riley wanted to come back? That's you would have him back in a heartbeat. Oh, you. But should they hire him back after what went down in Texas? Boy, it's hard to believe. It, 
to me like an ethical question it, would, it, would it's you? hard to believe that you would hire a guy that beat the crap out of his girlfriend or fiance or whatever she is after you just fired a guy for spitting bible verses it's true one of those doesn't seem quite like the other it's true by the way did we ever did we ever fig uh did we ever figure out what bible verse that was I like, wonder like why. Which specific one? Yeah, the specific. Uh, I, I know. I wonder why, Jared. I don't know why. You want to know why? Why? Because if they'd have told us what the real verse was, then maybe that blows up the racial slavery thing that got out there. Mm. When they actually tell you what verse he, that that he recited, then you go read it and you go, "Well, that doesn't say anything about that." That's probably why. Because I promise you. If he did say one of those verses, I think Jason Whitlock you actually would know it. tweeted out the verse itself. I never saw Jason. I saw his comments about it. I but, think I'm not. I'm not. So I mean, I, I just. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's easy. It, you can't destroy the narrative if you don't ever tell exactly what's going on there. Um, but anyway, Mark Adams is gone. So are the Sooners. As Oklahoma State, the trifecta over OU this year, three nothing, pokes over Sooners. In your mind, is Oklahoma State in the tourney after that win? I know you're going to say yes. I, I still feel like I need to see more. I, I I don't know. I just – they're right there on the cusp. Well, that, are they doing like daily bracketology? They've right been moved now? in. So after that, they put them in? They have been moved in. I mean, it's not like beating OU is impressive. <laughs> but – they did it three times. Well, and, but and you're also you're you're getting to move up because other teams are falling down. So they're they're benefiting from outside. Well, say like stuff. a like a Virginia Tech. They're done. They got beat. They're out of the out of the running because they were they were in these lists yesterday. Oh, Virginia. I'm sorry. You said <clears throat> Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. My mind went to West Virginia. No, no, sorry. Virginia Tech. Uh, they got beat. Uh, who beat them? I just saw it. NC State. So, you know, that, that moves them away. Gosh, if Arizona State, that would have helped. I mean, even though they're behind OSU, according to Lenardi in the pecking order. You know, the, any of those teams, uh, North Carolina did win. You know, those are the teams that you're you're kind of paying attention to OSU-wise and some of the smaller conference tournaments. But I, I really think this year, though, it's going to matter more in the big ones. The, the bigger tournaments are where the bids are coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of those, you know, even like the American Conference that Houston's in, is that just a one bid league now? You know, a lot of times that's three or four. Now that's just one. So, you know, you're there's not as there's it's a perfect time to be on the bubble for a big school. Is what I'm trying to say, because it, it's really kind of coming down in a lot of ways to the bigger the bigger conferences. And so, I mean, OSU wins today against Texas, book it, they're in. Oh, of course, yeah. That's where I'm, yeah. I've been leaning the yeah, whole time. Yeah, you can guarantee they're in then. And if I'm they still don't, kind of on, the, on uh, the side of, okay, what if they lose by, you know, what if they're in at the last minute of the game and lose by two? You know, I, I feel like that still would be good enough. Just don't get blown out, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, a win can guarantee it, though. I mean, a win the, can guarantee it. I've been on that. I just don't know if beating a lowly OU team was good enough. But I didn't think about the outside outcomes. And it's not so much – I don't even think it's so much that you won that impresses. It's the fact that you didn't lose and get knocked out. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, and then Sam has it. I the next thing, forty-seven years worth of Jim Beheim at Syracuse is over, as he will not be returning as the men's basketball coach at Syracuse. Made the tournament thirty-five years. Was he pushed out? Uh, those, it's it's kind of that's a semantic one here as well. As, um, it was announced Wednesday that he will not be returning as the men's basketball coach at Syracuse. Their chancellor, there's no doubt in my mind that without Jim Beheim, Syracuse basketball would not be the powerhouse it is today, invested and dedicated majority of his life. I think he's, it had something to do with Syracuse for like 60 years. Uh, Adrian Autry will be the uh, replacement, a guy that played there at Syracuse. Beheim said, I gave my retirement speech last week and nobody picked up on it. Um, so I, I think it's probably a mutual parting of the ways at the end of the day. Uh, he ends up 1,015 and 441. And he had 101 wins vacated. Wouldn't have got him to K. K is 1202. So even with those extra 101, he'd be 1116. So still behind around 100 wins of K. But, uh, man, pretty crazy for a <laughs> school like Syracuse. And, and it, I'm anxious to see what happens now. You know, we talk about it in football a lot. We don't talk about it as much in basketball, but is Syracuse Syracuse with multiple coaches or Syracuse Syracuse because Jim Payheim is so good? We're going to find out. Duke and K is the same thing. You know, I, that, it's kind of up in the air to see where that goes. North Carolina, Roy Williams. Well, they also had Dean Smith. Yeah. Well, it's good Carolina's point. Carolina. They've had multiple coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what uh, – We'll see what happens here uh, with Syracuse because of 47 years. I mean, think about that. 47 years worth of the same head coach. That's you a, know, yeah. that, that's that's an amazing feat. Yes, it is. Also, it's the 40th anniversary. We watched the uh, 30 for 30 on Jim Valvano in the 1983. It's been 40 years? Well, 1983. Oh, yeah, 40. There's that number again. Oh, who's you know? Who, I'm very, it, you know very aware. That's turning forty, huh? You know anybody that's turning forty? Like today, just like coming this up this year. Yeah, fortieth anniversary. Very of aware birth. of it. My body is telling me every day you're you're getting old. Everyone knows that was forty years ago, though. Eighty three. A lot of crazy things happened in eighty three. A lot of good things. Yeah, good stuff. Very, very, very good stuff. Um. What do you think about Syracuse? You think you think Syracuse remains the national power? Or you think it kind of takes a dip? I think it dips. I think it dips. I do too. I think Syracuse is behind. For him to be there that long, and you, you named all those numbers. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I, I think there very rarely is there a program bigger or. A coach bigger than the program, but he was that almost. He was the program. Yeah. And there's going to be players going, I don't want to go to Syracuse. I'll go somewhere else. I mean, Syracuse? You really want to go there? Got some breaking news. Brett McMurphy, seeing this tweet from him a minute ago. Kansas coach Bill Self will miss today's Big 12 tournament game as he recovers from an illness. Assistant Norm Roberts serves as acting head coach. Self doing well, receiving great care. At the University of Kansas Health System School announces. Interesting. I hope he's all right. 
Yeah. So. A lot of Oklahoma ties, obviously, and hope he's doing okay. Yep, so Bill Self will not be at KU's game today. As he's recovering from an illness. Kansas plays West Virginia at 2 o'clock in the Big 12 tournament. Today's slate at the tournament up in Kansas City, 11.30 is the first game. That'll be Iowa State and Baylor. You got West Virginia KU at 2 o'clock. Oklahoma State and Texas at 6, and the nightcap is TCU and Kansas State. They just keep on finding each other in Big 12 tournament, their Big 12 situations. Uh, That's the nightcap at 8.30. So OSU and Texas is the 6 o'clock game in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournaments. Speaking of Big 12, it is spring football season. I think Texas already started. Everybody's kind of getting geared up for that stuff. Start with Texas since they're kind of going, getting going. Is there already a quarterback controversy in Austin? I think Sarkeesian wants one. Why would he want one? To, to brew competition. To keep viewers keep trying to, to develop and obviously have, have Manning – Say hey, listen. He's our QB one. You want to be QB one? You got to play at a higher. You got to play at this level. Maybe you got to play better than this guy. And so I think I think he wants one. Well, he's created a competition. I mean, yeah. he's saying they are competing for the starting right. job. Yeah. Well, I think he wants one. But in today's day and age, do you really want one? Well, that's my question. So I don't think you run the risk as much of losing one of these guys if viewers is. Qu- it's clearly better because at that point, then if you're Arch Manning, you go, okay, this guy's a sophomore, but he's a redshirt sophomore. This could be his last year on campus. So I have to sit one year. Right. Right. I mean that in, in heck it's even after spring ball. I don't, I don't, I just don't think you run that risk near as much. If Ewers is clearly the better quarterback and he's kind of got the upper hand going into the fall. I don't think that at that point you see Arch Manning leaving. Now, Go that the other way, and I think you do run the risk a lot more of losing one of these guys if Arch Manning dominates the spring. Because at that point, Ewers is the older guy. He can see the writing on the wall that, uh-oh, I ain't never getting to play here. Yeah, yeah. This guy has to be here three years. Let's see, let me do the math. I'm a sophomore, junior. Uh-oh, I'm out. I'm out of eligibility when he's finally off campus. Now what does Ewers do? And then what does that put the situation for Texas as far as backups and that kind of thing? So it's an interesting thing. But at the end of the day, him him publicly announcing it, I think you're probably right, just to, to let them both know, hey, it's this is for real. And I think you probably – it's understood, right, in this day and age of the transfers and the portal and all of that kind of stuff – I feel like it's it's fairly understood that if you've got two, and if they both end up being high quality, I mean, we've seen a little bit of viewers, but we've seen some bad too, right? Yeah. But I think you know you run that risk. Of, without without even announcing it, you run the risk of watching Arch Manning light up the spring and losing Quinn Ewers in the, after spring practice to go somewhere else to compete for a job in the fall. There's that risk, yeah. But it's always going to be there, whether or not you have a quote-unquote competition or not. Just, I mean, yours isn't an idiot. 
if he if he sits there and watches this kid in the spring, he can tell, right? Yeah. He can he can tell that. The question on the text line: Do you think Arch Manning is overrated? I don't have any idea how anybody knows. I think anyone saying yes or no to that question is purely speculation. We haven't even all we've seen him is in his Louisiana high school, and it's so hard to tell because of what's the what's the competition on the other side? What's he got on his side? He didn't go to any of those camps, so you couldn't you couldn't even sit there and compare him to this guy or that guy or that guy that's in the class with him. Um, you can speculate on why he did that. Was he? Was he scared to compete? Well, if you think he's overrated, that's what you're going to say. Did he not have to go because his last man, name is Manning? Probably. So why go? You know, there, there's a lot of different things. It's just depending on what your preconceived bias is toward him. Yeah, that's the key words. It's bias, bias, right? I mean, everybody in crimson and cream or outside or outside or, of burn orange. Outside of burn orange, because yeah, he's overrated. Look what look at his stats in high school against high school kids. He, but I think the skill set is good enough to be in the D1 level, and I think it's good enough to get better, too. Um, so now I'm if, not trying to answer that question now, but because we can't. I'm with you. We can't answer that now until, it's until hard to, we see it. And, you know, let's see what he does in Tuscaloosa next, if he is the guy. You know, let's see how he does in real-time reps and not in spring ball. It's still too early. And depending on what you what, what you think – constitutes overrated is if he isn't the fifth best let's say he turns out to be the 12th best player in this class he's ranked number five going in does that count as overrated then i mean i think for any of these guys jackson arnold included he's ranked as the third best player at the end of the espn 300 the final rankings he's third I think the chances of him not being the third best player in this class are way better than the chances of him actually being the third or second or first. It's just just the odds are. It's easier to fall down. That, and, that's yeah, exactly right. Up, yeah. And when you're at that th- level. But I, I think a, there's anybody that's going out on some major limb for Arch Manning uh, for or against him right now, I think he's just setting themselves up to have pie in the face. Because we just it, it's it's impossible to tell until you get out there. It's fun to look at the rankings, and you'd much rather be fifth instead of second, or fifth instead of two hundred and twentieth, or what have you. But at the end of the day, it matters what you do on the on the college field, anyway. Yeah, it was a two A private school. It was a smaller school in Los in uh, Louisiana, there in New Orleans, and that's that. But that goes to the the same bias. Like, okay, yeah, if if you want to look at that and the competition he faced, but okay, let me ask you this: what what was on his team? Against that competition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. What 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 was he playing with against that quote unquote lesser competition? Yeah, don't see a whole bunch of guys going to D ones off his high school team, whereas he'll be at Texas with it. I mean, it just it just ar- it just depends yeah. on what you want to yeah. feel about it. Yeah, and there is that argument of if his name was not Manning, well, sure, would, there he, is. would he be? Would he even be at Texas, or would he be at Louisiana Monroe? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think there's always going to be that argument. And and God bless the kid. I almost feel sorry for him. He has to live up to that Manning name. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even his dad, the one that's the Mannings. Yeah, it's a, yeah exactly. His dad is Cooper. 
Not even Eli or Peyton. <laughs> Does that give anybody pause? Wait till you get a wait till you get Peyton's kid up. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. Yeah. You seen him yet? He's throwing dimes at the the flag football game at the Pro Bowl. No, I didn't. see He that. looks like Peyton. Good grief, tall and I mean, whoa. How big's the head? It's Is the head big. It was hard to tell with the way he was throwing passes to those guys. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it looks just like Peyton Manning. Uh, anyway, so I, I do think it's that's but that's like the great storyline to play out, right? As far as everything in the Big 12, the most intriguing stuff is down at Texas, and it is sure. that quarterback. Yeah. And a big part of it is because his last name is Manning. Like, you can't wait to see what this really is. Is it Chris Sims? Which, I'll be honest with you, if I'm a Texas fan, and you tell me that his, his career ends up Chris Sims, I think you take that and run. Absolutely. Chris Sims is so much better than anybody wanted to admit. But because he couldn't beat he couldn't one beat certain team yeah. in one on one certain Saturday in October, you know he gets uh, he gets knocked down a bunch of pegs. But Chris Sims was a very good college quarterback. Just couldn't beat the suitors. So I think I think that that is intriguing. Um, as far as spring just itself, what is going on in Stillwater? Have you seen this? No spring game. No spring game. They're going to have like a 30-minute meet and greet. What is going on? Now, they're going to use the excuse of renovations, whatever. If you wanted to do it, you'd find a way to do it. And this is just another in the the last five years or so line of Mike Gundy seemingly almost phasing out the spring game. And if you just contrast his attitude about it, versus what's going on in Norman and the attitude about the spring game sure feels like one side is trying to do something for the fans and one side is almost kind of trying to lock the fans out. OSU fans, where are you at on this? Are you mad? Do you not care? Would you go anyway? I I, I just, if I'm an OSU fan, I'm pretty upset that you don't get a chance because what do you you want to see the new guys you want to see the young guys that didn't get to play okay what do they look like now after a whole year of i mean this is supposed to be the development school in the country so yeah. what is what is developed in a year for some of these new guys that you didn't get to see is Ollie Gordon going to be where everybody wanted Ollie Gordon to be going into the year next year you know it, it just it, it just seems like a slap in the face to me to the OSU fans from Mike Gundy and the way that he's handled spring. And it's not just this year. It, it, you know, he, he can use the excuse of, well, we don't have enough offensive linemen one year to, to make it a mockery. He can use a different excuse another year to make it a mockery. And now this year he's just not going to have it all together. So what's the excuse next year when he doesn't have it? I, I'm just I, That would frustrate me to no end how little of a spotlight that he's allowing to be shined on his program. And maybe this is just a way to get back at what he what he thinks is – something that's unjust against him with the way some of the stuff was handled back with the t-shirt and all that kind of thing. Maybe this is his way to go. Yeah. You know what? I still remember. <laughs> I remember what you guys did, tried to do to me. <laughs> so how about no, Scott, what do you think is a successful year for OU in their final year in the big 12? Um, being in contention for the title in November. Ouch. You think you have to win it all? Ouch. That is is that an indictment? The program sucks right on now. On the program, I'm, you're going. You're asking me to put them in the 
Big Twelve title game after going six and seven? If if the I think that is always. I'm trying to be very. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think Oklahoma answer. goes into a season <laughs> where the Big Twelve title game isn't one of the goals. Well, it's everybody's goal. No, I mean uh, that has to be a yeah. That, playing for the Big Twelve title at Oklahoma should be the baseline. Should be. The baseline mm-hmm. of expectation. Now, whether or not that's realistic or not, I guess we'll find out. You're asking me, what are you asking me? What's their expectations or what do I expect? What do you expect? What do you think? So you think. Sam Green said it perfect. 10 wins in November, you're in contention for a Big 12. Well, if you 12 win 12 title. games, you're playing for the Big 12 Understood. title. If you win 10 games. I want them to be. I, I, I think that for second year under Venables to improve on whatever that was last year, to get to November in that 10 win range. With an opportunity to get so to if the they Big don't make it to the Big Twelve game. title game, even though they were in contention in November, yeah, it's better is, what it was. But, but is that a successful season? Well, clearly not. Okay, you want? I mean, it's not a goal that was met, but it's better than last year. If we're talking stair steps here, that's the next step. I mean, you got to get rid of the old, which was the what we saw last year, what was left over when Lincoln Riley left. You start to see the new with recruits coming in the transfer portal. You want to see better, I think. You obviously got to be better than six and seven. You got to have a puncher's fighter's chance in November to play in the Big 12 title game, if not win it all. But my expectation is that's my expectation. Get better than six and seven. So seven and six is that good? Well, no, you're not playing for. You're not in contention for a big. Listen, well, my you answer. could be. You're not. You could be. You could go zero and three in November. In Big 12. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Horrible. You could go zero and three in November and be seven and six. Well, that, it almost uh, happened right. two years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're when you right. think back to, to yeah. Lincoln's last year, yeah, they almost true. lost all three. I mean, they were in they were in contention. Obviously, heck, undefeated going into November. Yeah, and then lost two and almost blew the Iowa State game at home. Is I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's nuanced more than just what I'm trying to say. I guess is what I'm looking if for, your Big Twelve title game robust, I think there's some nuance there that. You actually can look at it and go, you know what? That was pretty successful, even though it didn't work out. Right. In hindsight, you could say that. But what I'm looking for is that, that and you know, there's always those crazy fans that want a Big 12 title, national title every year. It's not realistic, and it's not now. But what I'm looking for is the process. Is this process, is this hiring of Brent Venables, is it good or is it going to be like it was mm-hmm. last year? And well, the process I'm looking for to have a successful season this year is what I just said. I want to see his guys be a better squad and be in the mix in November. Now, whatever results we get from that is what we get. But if we go into November, if OU's in November, and like, okay, they got to win these three games in November to, to get to the Big 12 title game and for a chance to get to the playoffs, et cetera. I'm happy with that. What if it looks the same? It's just that the results are a little bit better in close games. And then, then I'm concerned for Brent Venables. Who's this year? I'm concerned because he's he's clearly taken advantage of the portal. He's gotten some guys from the portal, which which should give us what we think, what he hopes when getting these guys is immediate success, right. immediate change. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, is that immediate it, change, and I'm not going to be happy now as a. OU, now I'm talking like an OU fan. I'm not going to be happy with L's. I don't care what, what it looked like. Mm-hmm. If we lose to TCU by a point or by 50, I'm still pissed off. Yeah. Well, might get ready for it because of the if he can't figure out how to manage the game any better, 
Yeah. Then, then it's going to be the Nebraska syndrome. Was golly, that's a whole we're, we're playing close games. Yeah. We're that, playing yeah. playing close games. That's a whole other conversation. Will, will that change? Well, that there, has to will change. There, will there? Will we see that? Because will, here's the deal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right now he's hanging his hat. The, the Sooner fans are hanging their hat on a recruiting class that's quite frankly not going to make much difference next year. No, no. In a couple of spots it might, but but so far the best thing he's done is thus, recruit. That's the process I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But th- that process starts with those transfers coming in, those poor well, guys. Well, it needs to start with him looking like a damn head coach and not a defensive coordinator. Yeah. That is where the process has to start. Because at that point, if he, if that doesn't change, any of this other stuff with the recruiting and the portal and all that doesn't change it if he can't be the head coach and not the defensive coordinator. If that's what he wants to be, then they need to hire a head coach and let him be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just the truth of it. That'd be unprecedented. Well. <laughs> hey, Joe, this isn't for me, but I want to stay. Well, <laughs> that's, I mean, that that's what it looked like. That would be insane. That's what it looked like. Who's this year's TCU? In the Big 12 or? In the, in, in the Big 12. In the country. I either want to say Baylor and this is a wild card, but Tech. I'll, I'll I'll heavily lean Baylor, though. What about you? I like Tech. But I don't know if that – what did they end up last year? Better than what most people thought, but it wasn't the most impressive record. I mean, to look it up. Well, TCU was 5-7 and seven going, in, going into last, to last year. In, in uh, 21, they were 5-7. and seven. That's right. Tech had a winning record, didn't they? Yeah, five and four, eight and five. So they may have been too good to say to to put them to yeah. give that answer. Yeah, I see what you're saying. How about so? You, but I like tech though. Yeah, I do too. Or or, or to, see it right here said it could be OU. I don't. I don't count them. I don't. Be, I don't count because OU of reasons. I just said because of, because it's OU. It's OU, and, and it's a team that's dominated this conference. They had one awful year i just don't put them if in they that they get to do what texas or what tcu did well, last just, year they'll just go oh well that last year was just an anomaly it's that's OU. it that's it It'd be it, like ohio state or or that's know, right. no one shot you know one even it was shocked when michigan got to the last two playoffs no one sh- it's michigan they're we knew they're going to be back they did have a losing record i understand that that's i just don't put ou in that category of no one's going to be surprised if Oklahoma's playing in the Big Twelve title game because they always do is all is all I'm saying or, or even Texas but, but they do fit that but they do fit that mold of having a losing record and then coming back to play for the title I, I guess if you want to say that I mean they would probably have the best chance at that maybe I don't know them or Baylor uh, but I just don't I, I I don't know I just see them above that I guess um who's going to be this year's OU or Iowa State, two teams that clearly did not live up to what the the hype was surrounding them. Mm-hmm. I I kept wanting, I, I would always keep wanting to say Kansas State, but Kleiman is doing something special over there. I mean, he keeps them in every game they play in, if not winning almost every game. So I don't want to put Kansas State there. I don't want to put Texas there. It's got too much talent. How about TCU? I said, could it be TCU? How about TCU? <laughs> you saying that too? 
Uh, yeah. I don't know that they fall clear to a losing record like OU and Iowa State did. But as, if you're looking for which team which team's going to disappoint, if, if those are your three choices, and they kind of are, I think, I would pick TCU and not Texas and not Kansas State. So TCU with a uh record after last year's run and wind up in the cheese at bowl something like that something like that they lose garrett riley they replace him with kendall bryles bryles i don't think arkansas fans were sad to see him go in a lot of ways they lose the quarterback it didn't it feel like i mean as much as that team was complete and it wasn't just duggan but didn't it kind of feel like duggan in a lot of ways was just kind of the guy right i mean like almost the hype of ou Back yeah. in 2000. Yeah. You lose Quentin Johnson, Kendra Miller. I, I just – I could see there being a little bit of a fall there. Which of the which of the newcomers do you think is going to have the best first season? Newcomers being – Newcomers to the league. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking like new coaches or quarterbacks. No, no, no. The, new, the, uh, new te- the, uh, the four new teams. Who could have a, a good year? I think Cincinnati drops off, missing out their coach. I think we're not hearing about players leaving, but well, we are. We know one that's decommitted and came to OU. I think there's others that happen there too. Uh, I like the answer on the text line BYU because year in year out they're constantly challenging themselves with their schedule, so they're not scared of playing coming into a league and playing the OUs and Texas and and others, OSU. Um, but something tells me about Central Florida too. I don't think they're going to be scared either. I got a UCF on the text. I think that's going to be a tough road trip for anybody that's going down to to Orlando. What do they call that? The bounce house? Something like that. They. Um, I think the easy answer is BYU, but I like Central Florida, and you got Holgerson down in Houston. He knows how to. Yeah, Coach I think Houston league. is in a bad way. This yeah. is a bad time yeah. for them to come in, but yeah. uh, I, I would probably give me give me give me, give me Central Florida. Yeah, I'd probably lean BYU because, because the obvious answer is BYU. Slovis, the quarterback. I didn't even realize that at Central Florida. Yeah, no, 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 no. At BYU. Oh, at BYU. From the USC pit now to BYU. Keaton Slovis is their quarterback. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Well, good for him. So, and, you know, they, like the text line said, they got a bunch of 30-year-olds on their team. All right, Jared, I'm not going to hold you to this because it's still pre-spring, but who would you, if you kind of have your crystal ball out, start to think about what's going to happen in the Big 12, who would you kind of favor? If you Do you have somebody that's, like, standing out right now? As You know what? And if, if everything kind of goes normal from here through the summer, you know, you don't have – Trey John Bridges and Mikey Henderson and that gang getting thrown in prison or injuries in the spring. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of normal, like yeah. if what we think Uneventful going in. Spring. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who do you do you have somebody where you're thinking? You know what? I think that's probably my favorite. I think I think I'm leaning as that my favorite to win the Big Twelve. Texas is it? Mm-hmm. It hurts me to say that, but that's where I'm going. How about you? Because I think just talent. If nothing happens, nobody leaves. 
talent versus talent. I think I think Texas is is the team. I like the answer on the text line though. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about K State myself. Will Howard. Everyone forgets they are the defending champs. Defending champs. I would probably uh, I would probably lean that way. K State. Just seems like you got climate, you know. But it's what what's weird is though. <clears throat> it seemed like the Purple Wizard had a spell over Texas. The Purple Wizard being uh, Bill Snyder. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know if Kleiman's got, he's got that over OU, but I don't know if he's got it over Texas. They've almost kind of figured out a way to beat them all of a sudden. That's true. That's true. You know, so I, one of those two probably though would be who I would be leaning to. Yep. Texas, Kansas State. I think that's what you'll see. Most people probably predicting that. I think you'll have OU sprinkled in as well. Just planning on a bounce back because it is Oklahoma. It is Oklahoma. And yeah. hard, hard to keep them. And by the time we roll into August, it'd probably be hard with the, you know, we'll start hearing the hype. We'll start hearing so-and-so was awesome this summer. So-and-so will see the spring and convince yourself into Oklahoma being a playoff team. At least I will be able to probably by the time mm-hmm. we get to that. Uh, man, this this afternoon, I know the clouds are supposed to break. supposed to be sunny here at some point throughout the day i like that moisture this morning oh no kidding i like that i can already breathe better it feels like a fresher cleaner air yeah like here we are hello uh this afternoon ackley park come on out man it's gonna be awesome it's a it's a really early test Oh, huge, huge test test. and and not only not only today but also then next week down in uh Alabama, with the, the with the quality of opponent Elk City's going to play there. So the Big Elks are hosting Tuttle. So wait, do we need to go do the Skinny on Sports from Gulf Shores? Boy, we ought to. I think I think that's nice. I think we could hitch a ride. Uh, you know what? At some point in my life, that probably will happen. You know, you're right. <laughs> at some point in the near future, actually, that probably will be happening. That's true. I don't know if it'll be an official. We'll set up the show down there. I, well, what I'm trying to tell you is, I don't know if you'll be there. <laughs> I'll be right here engineering this damn show. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're going to be there, but I think I will. <laughs> no. uh, come back with the darkest tan and a tan line around your sunglasses uh, would be, yeah. And here I am, white and pasty. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't know what to tell you there. but um, Anyhow, uh, Tuttle coming to town. Rematch of the semifinals a year ago in which the Elks had a two-run lead going into the last inning and then just heartbreak. In that state semifinal, as Tuttle uh, came back to win, I think six five was the final score that day. Uh, but it, it is early season test, early season measuring stick. Uh, yeah, the Elks are five and zero. They've won all four district games. I don't know. Uh, they I, well, I do know they certain certainly haven't seen anybody like this in those first five games that they've played. So this will be. Uh, I was kind of texting with Jay Mack last night. He's excited to see what his guys will bring competitively. You know, just just from that standpoint and that standpoint only, being able to compete uh, with what is just a fantastic title team. I was kind of doing some research on them, different players. Uh, gosh, they've got them committed everywhere. Young guys committed to the state schools, OU and OSU. They've got some uh, guys that are seniors going to Cali County, which is one of the preeminent um, JUCOs in Kansas where the, the baseball is really, really good. I mean, that's no knock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you, it's when you all, hear, lo- all over those JUCOs in that's Kansas. right. Yeah, it's in Cali's really good. as good of as good as there is up there. So it's a it's a huge test. I, I can't wait to see what the what the Big Oaks bring today. 
against Tuttle Should be uh, fun. this afternoon. It is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, uh, let's kind of wrap it up, I guess, with news on Bill Self. He's not going to be there today at Kansas City for coaching Kansas, uh, a, a medical situation. I, I absolutely hate to speculate, but we're seeing some rumors of uh, pretty serious health issues. So prayers for him. That is that is uh, scary stuff. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. So OSU, Texas, 6 o'clock. Cowboys can solidify their place in that NCAA tournament with a win. If not, gosh, you think you're just going to be on pins and needles all weekend watching the different tournaments, hoping for certain results. Yeah. Do yourself a favor, Cowboys. Win. Yeah, just help yourself. Do you think they will? No. Me neither. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.